Hi, this is Kristen Bass with encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. If this is your first time here, let me give you a little background on the many hats I wear. I am a Dallas, Texas bred girl living in Atlanta, Georgia, who is a wife and mom, choreographer and artistic director, Arthur, homesteader, founder and life organizer of Traveling Psychology Girl LLC, where we declutter and organize your mind, home, and office. And I am an educator, which is what led me to do this podcast. If you like nature and the Bible, you have come to the right place. Here, I take elements of nature, insects, animals, and apply their behaviors and characteristics to biblical characters and principles. Sit back and enjoy encouragement from Kristen's backyard. Hello everyone and welcome back to encouragement from Kristen's backyard and I am happy today because it is not raining. (laughs) It is not raining. I am in the backyard like I'm supposed to be when I'm recording these podcasts. Um, You can probably hear nature around me. There's uh, cicadas, I believe, in the background, maybe a few birds, but it is a lovely day and things are out. Things are out. Animals are out. And today's podcast, I want to talk about something a little bit different because things are out, animals are out. And it has caused us here at our homestead to experience a little bit of sadness this week. But also just knowing that in spite of the sadness, you know, God's got us. We're good. Animals are out. And this week, apparently, we um, experienced an animal of some sort causing a little bit of chaos on our farm. So... The title of this podcast is Life, Death, and Life After Death. And the reason why I'm calling it that is because of what we experienced on our homestead this week, but also because I kind of felt led to share some things because we have experienced several things on our homestead this week. So um, earlier this week, I I was out and I came home and um, went to collect eggs as I normally do every day go out and collect eggs and um, as I went to collect eggs I saw something and um, it was black and disfigured and at first glance I didn't know what it was I thought it was a snake at first because, you know, I'm kind of always prepared to open up and see a snake because we get rat snakes from time to time um, during the spring and summer, mostly in the summer, and they like to come and eat my eggs. But it didn't really look like a snake um, once I realized it wasn't a snake because the color similar. So once I realized it wasn't a snake, I then realized that, oh my God, It was actually one of my hens, one of my chickens. And um, I hear you saying, oh no, (laughs) and I really appreciate that. 
it was one of my hens. She was deceased. And, um, you know, immediately when you see something like that, you have to go investigate. So I went to investigate, make sure the other chickens were okay. They were just fine. They seemed a little rattled, but they were fine. Um, and so I had to figure out, well, because, you know, we named our chickens. We were very, we were very close with them. So I had to see which one it was. And um, it was my chicken, Lily. And um, I was a little bit devastated because uh, she was one of my favorites. Um, I love all my chickens, but, you know, I had two favorites and um, she was my number one favorite. And so, um, and I'd actually named her and the other chickens, you know, other, you know, my husband and my other kids named. And so I really loved her. And so um, I had to immediately act you know, as moms, <laughs> we have to act. And so I went and got my husband and was like, listen, we got a situation. I told him what it was and he hopped up and we had to um, relocate her. And so, um, you know, we're fine. The kids are fine. Um, when you're doing this, you understand. And we had a, you know, we had to sit our children down when we first decided to get animals and have the, the death talk. We had to talk about you know, that there will come a time, not there may, but there will come a time when we experience death. And um, you have to know that it's important. And so um, we have experienced um, death with other animals, um, just, you know, never um, our chickens, but you know, we lost one of our rabbits and we've lost hamsters and things like that. Um, I'm kind of in a mode. I don't want any more animals. You know, we will always have chickens. We'll always have dogs. But, you know, I've told the kids, I don't, I don't think I want any more rabbits and hamsters and stuff. Well, the hamsters were my daughters and she does a very good job taking care of her animals. So, you know, we did say to her that she can have something else because both of her hamsters has gone on now. But, you know, it's just, um, it's a lot of work. Um, and, and so, um, you know, so we had to deal with that. And so, um, the, my youngest son tends to take these things kind of hard, but I was really proud of him for how he took this. And normally we have a memorial, uh, you know, for the animals. And so we have decided to get a guinea fowl to replace Lily, Lily, and we want to, um, in honor of her named the guinea fowl Lillian and so a guinea fowl is kind of it's an ugly bird I'll be quite honest <laughs> it's like a miniature turkey um, but it, it's it's really a guard dog for chickens you know they really they protect chickens and they're, they're not high maintenance they lay eggs and they um, they eat everything that chickens eat so the care is the same but you know, we want to give them a little bit more protection. We had to do another perimeter check and say, hey, what did we miss? And we found that we did miss some, some cracks and corners. And so we, uh, you know, when these things happen, you, you have to go and say, okay, well, what can I learn from this situation? Um, what could be better? What am I not doing so well? And so that's what we did here. And so uh, my daughter, who is phenomenal, went 
and I was like, I need another set of eyes. And so she went through and she found a couple of spots that we believe a cat got in. And so um, when you do this, you can kind of tell um, certain things. And so I could kind of tell that this had literally happened hours within hours of me getting home, like probably about two hours prior to me getting home. Uh, we could tell that it was not a possum or a raccoon. Um, so our guess is a cat. And we do have one particular cat that my dogs have to run off multiple times throughout the week because it just kind of stalks around our property and it just sits back and it watches. Isn't that like the enemy? How he just sits back and just watches for the perfect opportunity to prey on us <laughs> and so um you know that's that's what we believe happened and so it prompted me this week to do a podcast talking about death and talking about life and even talking about life after death because i think that you know the the these were animals but it's it's always hard even when we experience loss and death within our families um, I never know why people have to be so loud when they drive by. But anywho, um, you know, especially with COVID-19, a lot of people have lost loved ones. And so I wanted today to just kind of be a day of encouragement. But we're going to kind of talk about the things that's a little bit difficult to talk about and acknowledge. And so um, when I come back, I'm going to sort of dig into um, life, death, and life after death, right after this message. I am back, and I am talking about life, death, and life after death. And a lot of times when um, people die, we feel... You know, we hurt and we mourn, but sometimes we get angry with God and sometimes we get angry with a person and we kind of feel let down, right? We feel like, you know, why did this person die? Why did they die at the age that they died? And it's probably kind of difficult to hear, but God doesn't view death the way that we view death. As a matter of fact, there was even a scene in the Bible where um, I can't remember if it was when Moses died or um, Samuel or so. I don't remember exactly who it was off the top of my head, but somebody died and um, Jesus, well, it couldn't have been Moses because this was during the time Jesus was alive. I'm thinking Old Testament, but this, this was um, somebody that died during Jesus time so this is New Testament actually but I remember him saying um, you know let the dead bury the dead how long are you gonna be mourning okay it's time to, to keep it moving but I do believe that there was a scene in the Old Testament maybe regarding Moses I'm not really I, off the top of my head I can't think of the story but I know that they they actually had like a time period that they were mourning. I want to say it was about 30 days. I could be not quite accurate, but I believe it was around 30 days. 
But after that, it was just kind of like, okay, listen, you had to move on. And that, that doesn't mean that you don't think about the person and you don't, you know, get sad from time to time. But these people like could not move on with their lives. And when Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead, that really sounded rude, okay? Sounded rude, Jesus. But what I really believe that he meant was, have you ever been to, like, especially if you're black, <laughs> have you ever had those those funerals you go to and you got the one person that's got to jump in the casket, take me with you, jump in the casket, um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> try to take the person out of the casket. It's that mentality of foolishness that people have. And and I I really believe that that was kind of what Jesus was talking about during that time. Let the dead bury the dead. Because those people are really being, you know, extra, right? They're really being extra. And they're kind of acting, in a sense, like they want to die too, right? They want to be right there with the person. Take me with you, you know? And so I believe that that's kind of what he was talking about during that time. I don't think that he was trying to be insensitive on purpose, even though there's a lot of questionable things that Jesus did during this time. (laughs) Okay, I think we can all agree. But um, God looks at death very differently. And, um, you know, it's, it's when you think about the way that God sees death, you know, as painful as it may be, you you really do know at least if the person was in Christ that if they had a choice to come back to this earth there is no way that they would i, I don't rem- i think i may remember sharing this on a previous podcast but there was a young man who um he had i don't know if it was a stroke or heart a heart attack but it was a young guy young black guy and um he went to hell he went to hell and to heaven and um he like shot down to hell is what how he described it and he shot up to heaven and it was like within a matter of milliseconds and so i remember he was saying that you know it was so beautiful um that and it's, it it was like when he got there when he came when he awakened back in his body he came back to earth how the earth stunk like it just smells so bad here and he was just like how could you allow me to go to this place and put me back on this earth where it smells so bad and I had never thought about that that if you go to this place you go to heaven and you come back to earth and it stinks like the earth stinks to you because we don't you know like we we don't walk around saying the earth stinks we might walk around and say new york stinks but but we're not walking around saying the earth stinks and so he just talked about how the earth smelled so bad and i've heard of stories where people have went there and they never wanted to come back they never wanted like they not even for their children which is kind of hard to comprehend because we love our children, right? And we would do anything for them. So why wouldn't we want to give up heaven for them? But we wouldn't. And so those people go to heaven, there's no way that they want to come back to this earth. Now, unfortunately, if they don't go to heaven and they go to hell, then they probably do want to come back to earth. But once you hit that death mark, that's it, right? You have to determine in your life where you're going to go. 
And so I think it's so important to make sure that we live to live and to really live to our fullest potential for Christ, not for ourselves, but literally living for Christ. So I have a few scriptures about death that I wanted to talk about. Um, just to kind of give you an idea of where to find these scriptures in the Bible. So John eight fifty one, I don't know what version this is, but it says, I'll tell you the truth. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. I like that scripture and I think it's very interesting because you would kind of think like, okay, well, how if I keep your word, I'll never see death. Well, the reason it says that is because there's there's two deaths, right? There's the natural death and there's the spiritual death. Just dying on this earth is an exit out of this earth. It's just an exit to another world, to another realm, to another dimension. And that dimension is heaven or hell. And so when you die, you won't see death because you will literally open your eyes in eternity. A place where you will live forever. 1 Corinthians 15, 42 through 45 says, so it, so it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is that is sown is sown is perishable it is raised imperishable it is sown in dishonor it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness it is raised in power it is sown in a natural body it is raised in a spiritual body so when you leave this earth you have a completely different body you have a heavenly body a spiritual body why because this vessel that we live in is no good. It cannot live and survive in heaven. Think about people in your life who may have passed on, who had diabetes or who had cancer or any disease. Lupus, my mom died of lupus. Do you actually think that person wants to come back and live in that old body? I wouldn't. Why would you want to be in a diseased, ill-stricken body? If that person has a new body, they're, they're going to leave this earth with a new body. You have a disease. When you die, you will no longer have that diseased body, right? So that is what that scripture means. You cannot go to heaven with this old, diseased body, this good-for-nothing body. Okay, Psalms 49, 15, but God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me himself. When God comes back to get his people, the people that are dead in their graves, he's coming to get them. He's coming to take that body. He's that that soul that's in that body, that that soul that has been resting. That soul is with Christ. So. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter even if the person's body is not there, right? Because unfortunately, some people died without having, they, don't, they didn't have their body. Their body was maybe burned up, could have been like in a plane crash, um, could have been dismantled by an animal. I mean, it could be 
a lot of different things, right? Even getting cremated. But it doesn't matter. God will collect the remains of that body, right? That body went into the dirt. That body may be ashes somewhere, but God, he knows the number of hairs we have on our head, people. He's going to redeem those ashes, redeem that dirt, and take that body back. John 5, 25. Let's see. I tell you the truth. The time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live again. This is kind of pointing to when Christ comes back, the resurrection. When Christ comes back to wipe his people off the face of this earth. It goes into the scripture that says there will be two people in the field. One will be taken, one will be left. And what that is, is that when God comes back for his people, we are literally going to disappear off this earth. There's, you'll be standing next to someone and then you'll look over and you'll literally see their clothes. Like he's literally coming back to get his people. And when he comes back to get his people, guess what? Those people that died and were in their graves that are resting, they're going to go right with him in glory, right? As long as you have Christ, there is no, no peace for those that are not in Christ, right? So this is a time that if you're not saved, you probably want to get saved because if you die or if you're left behind, right? If you, so if you die and you're not in Christ, there's no peace for you. So it doesn't matter how many times people say, uh, rest in peace. Well, there's no peace for those that are not in Christ. But for those that are left behind during the resurrection, those people do have another chance to accept Christ. But they will actually go through the tribulation. So if you are in Christ now, you're going to be taken away with him. And those ashes, those people that were in their graves, they're no longer in that peaceful state, right? They're with God. And I like to say, you know, your soul is already with him, but you're going to go and look for that body and that body's not going to be there, right? (laughs) That body that's in that grave, that body's not going to be there. So let's talk a little bit about, let's see, I guess really that, yeah, that was life. Let's talk a little bit about, let me see, what was that death? That was death, Doug Kristen. So let's talk a little bit about life. Let's see. Let's see what I want to read. So Proverbs 27, as waters reflect the face, so one's life reflects the heart. That's a good one. I don't really like it for what I'm talking about, though. Proverbs 21, 21, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity and honor. Boom. I really like that one. Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life that's life in Christ that's life after life prosperity and honor that is not respecting God a person that is living for themselves that person is not going to have life okay not in Christ because the thing is It's great to be honored by people on this earth. And it's great to prosper even on this earth. But what really matters is what's going to prosper and how how things are going to play out in your life after death, right? 
when you leave this earth and you have eternity, because what we, we, you know, we're not, soon as sin entered this world with Adam taking the fruit with Eve, we begin to die. And that's another reason why we experience death. That was on Adam because he took of the fruit and we begin to die. It was a process of death. That's why you had people living as old as Methuselah. But now you have people that, you know, if you make it to 100, that's like, wow, it's a wow factor, right? <laughs> it's, it's about how you live your life for Christ. So if you're not living for God, then when you enter eternity where you actually are living forever, right? It's, it's nothing. All of those works are going to be tried by fire. I like how Joyce Meyer said it. She says she believes it's going to be tried by the fire, which is God's eyes because his or, you know, Jesus eyes because his eyes is fire. So everything that you ever think that you did good in this life. God is going to try it by fire. And if it wasn't for him, it's going to burn up. It may be wood or, or hay or stubble. OK, <laughs> because. It's just not, it's not going to be jewels. It's not going to be, it's not going to be any of those great things that it's supposed to be because you didn't do it for Christ. And the heavenly reward system is not based on you being a nice person. It's not. You can be the nicest person in the world and still not make it to heaven because it's not about you being nice it's not about that and um, I actually let me look up something here because I want you I want to make sure I call off these if I can look it up let's see I want to actually give you a, a whole scripture on the heavenly rewards I'm going to put heavenly, and you can Google this, rewards in Bible, scripture. So I can actually read to you what it says. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12, and what version am I going to read from? This might be the Amplified. I think I want to read that one. But it says, For no one can lay a foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, precious stones, which are jewels, wood, hay, or straw, his workmanship will be evident because the day will bring it to light it will be revealed with fire and the fire will prove the quality of each man's work okay think about that if you are doing a whole lot of good stuff but none of it is for God even though it's great like what you did was good when God tested if it wasn't for him, then it doesn't matter. It may turn up to be one of those last three in that category. 
like when the old folks would say only what you do for God will last that they like they really meant that like that's that's true that's like a real thing and so it's important to know that whatever good you do on this earth God doesn't see it the way everybody, everybody else sees it. Like, you know, there you get awards on this earth for doing things. You know, you get honorary awards. You get medals. And because you, like, you got first place, right? <laughs> you did the work. You did this for this society. Or you did this for this organization. But if you didn't do it for God, he's going to try it by fire. And if it doesn't come out as gold, silver, or precious stones... It's, I mean, would you would you rather live in a house made of that or would you rather live in a house made of wood, hay or stubble? I mean, it's just as soon as the wind come by, it's just going to, you know, blow it down. So you have to watch that. Life after death. John eleven twenty five through 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? So I'm asking you, do you believe this? Do you believe that if you are in Christ, when it's time for your physical body to die, that you will live in eternity with our Heavenly Father? I hope so. Because if you don't, there is another place that you may not really like so much. Where there is weeping and gashing of teeth. And I've heard things about that place that it's just not a place that you want to be for eternity. It's not a place that you can, you know, kind of think in your mind, oh, I think I could take this. I, I, I can handle this. No, it's, it's not really going to work like that. John 1 and 4, I, I mean, in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. John three thirty six. whoever believes in the son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the son will not see life for God's wrath remains on them. We love in this society to say that God is love. God is love. God is love. Yes, he is a God of love, but he is also a God of wrath. And that's the part that nobody ever says. He is a God of love, but he is also a God of correction. He is a God of wrath. So when you're thinking about your eternal life, what you're going to do when this world is over, you want to make sure that you're, <laughs> you're in the right place, the place that you should be. Romans 18 through 11. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. I could go on and on and on, but I'm going to end there. Um, if you're not saved, I really hope that you would stay on to the very end of the podcast so that you could go through the prayer that I do walking you through accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior Listen, if you've lived your life, all your life for Christ, you're going to get those rewards. But for the people that just barely make it in because, you know, they maybe they accepted Jesus Christ or they will after today, but they haven't lived for him. I've heard that you still make it in. You're just on the outer, outer courts. You're like on the outskirts of heaven. 
which kind of makes sense because it really wouldn't be fair for someone to make it into heaven and get all the rewards that somebody and they've never done anything for God versus the person that's done so much for God and then you know they've they've worked their whole life for God the rewards that they would get but I've heard um, one person went to heaven and the people that were on the outskirts of heaven they were so happy they were just as happy to be there as the people who had lived their entire life for Christ I mean, it doesn't have to be your entire life. You know, I'm not saying that, oh, if you hadn't been saved 15 years, you're not going to get rewards. I'm saying do the best. Really do your best for Christ. Don't have step, right? You don't have step in anything else that you do in life. Education, entrepreneurship, whatever the case. Don't have step for Christ. And we live in a time where it's very difficult, really, to be faithful to him and committed to him. The, the world is doing so many crazy stuff, especially Christians. I mean, you should go back and listen to my podcast that I did on is being saved, being religious. I mean, Christians, you know, some of us is doing some, some bananas <laughs> type stuff, some craziness, some foolishness. Do the best you can with your life. And God sees that. He knows the heart. That's what he does. He judges us by our heart. And if your heart is there, baby, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Listen, that's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you can share it with someone. And click subscribe and even leave a um, review. Um, Let me know how much you love this podcast and how much you want to keep hearing it from here on out. God bless you all and I will be with you next time. Hi, this is Kristen and thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. You know, the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, maybe after listening to the podcast, if you are not saved, you're thinking, I would love to give my life to Christ. If so, all you have to do is confess your sins to him, ask him to forgive you, and he will, and then say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And you know what? It is done. You are saved. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and want to follow me on social media, I am at three different places on Instagram. You can follow me at KB Simple Life, Encouragement from Kristen, or my business page, Traveling Psychology Girl. Thank you so much for listening and supporting what I'm doing here. God bless you. God bless you. And I will be with you next time.